Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your very partner, Chipo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are talking about episode 17 of Futariwa Capture His Heart. Ha. Hot? No, <laughs> it's Capture His Heart, Heart Throbbing Farm Work, not Hot Throbbing Farm Work. That's a different. That's a different rating. Yes. <laughs> Cassidy. Oh, what? You always do the bit where you say what the other title oh, is. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about it, but then I thought you were about to say something, so I didn't say anything. Ah, well. It's also known as Cultivating Crushes. Cultivating Crushes is an interesting title. I like it. Me too. It's definitely one of the better uh, English titles, I think. Mm-hmm. But yes, we start off this episode with... Nagisa, who's sitting on some stairs. It looks like she's just finished, like, her lacrosse practice because she's in her sports uniform and she has a towel around her neck. Yeah, she's definitely in the middle of a cool down. And, of course, like always, she's thinking about last episode. Nagisa says something that echoes something I said previously about poisoning and that uh, she won't let someone who uses cowardly tactics get the best of her. Now, I said before that Poisonee's tactics are pretty cowardly, because she doesn't like to actually, like, physically engage with the pretty cures, as opposed to Pissard and Gecky Drago. Yeah. So, while she's thinking about that, she also thinks that they gotta do their best and put some spirit into fighting when she hears the sound of someone off in the distance. And it's that boy. That boy is doing some solo drills yeah it looks like he's like doing that thing where you like bounce a soccer ball like on your feet and knees yeah he's definitely doing that i'm just trying to figure out if he's supposed to be completely alone over there because he's like in the full practice gear i don't but also possibly by himself it doesn't look like anyone's there like with him so i don't know if he's like practicing alone or if he's just like away from the others it's mm. I like Nagisa is also kind of sitting uh, a little far away from him as well. Yeah. So. For sure. She gets distracted watching him practice. She kind of like mutters to herself, do your best. And then Honoka shows up saying, why don't you say it louder so he can hear you? And she's like, <laughs> She doesn't just show up. She shows up sitting directly next to Nagisa. <laughs> it's pretty good. I love Honoka. Honoka's very good this episode. Yes. So she says, why don't you say it louder? And Nagisa's like, I don't know what you mean. Say it louder? I wasn't saying anything. But then Honoka immediately changes the subject. Kind of. Because she says, do you have tomorrow off? Like free? Because I need some help farming. Well, she doesn't need help farming, but she wants Nagisa to join her. Helping out other people farming. Yeah, it's like someone's cousin. Yes. Or something. So the boy we see later on in the episode with her, Honoka, because she also says that uh, Fuji P is also going to be there to help out. She doesn't say that until after Nagisa agrees. Yeah, she definitely does not bring it up until she agrees. Uh, 
the name of the guy, I wrote it down. It's Kimata's grandfather is a farmer. So they're going to be helping him and Kimata's. Uh, if anyone remembers the episode where like Nagasa first talks to Fuji P, he was also hanging out with this boy. And that's ah. the same boy that we see in this episode. At least I'm pretty sure it is. But I haven't watched that other episode in a while. So maybe it's a different boy? A distinct, separate boy. We don't focus too much on the boys in this show. If they're not villains. Yeah. Or that specific boy, Fuji P. Or a co-host of this show. Yes. Or that true. <laughs> so now that Nagisa knows that Fuji P is going to be there, she is in her room doing that thing where... Like, she can't decide what she wants to wear to this farming uh, activity. Yes. And I, I have some notes here on how I would have rewritten this scene. Oh, do you want to go over this? So, yeah, let's go over the scene. So now he is picking out clothes, or trying to pick out clothes, having a clothes crisis. Yes. Her brother shows up and is immediately put in the presser. Um, yes. And he's like, oh, you have all your clothes out. Is it for a date? And she says, no, I'm just going to farm with Ho- to a farm with Honoka. And he says, like, why are you trying to pick out all these clothes for going to a f- if you're just going to the farm? What he should have said was, oh, so it is a date. <laughs> I also thought something similar. I was like, oh, so it is a date you're going with Honoka. Also, along beside that, I feel like if I was someone inviting me to go farming with them, I also would be like, oh god, what do I wear? But maybe that's just me. Uh, What you gotta wear are denim, flannel, and straw. Well, I got two of those things. I don't have any straw. It's specifically in hat form, so you could be fine without it. Yes. Maybe they'll have farm farm hats. (laughs) Maybe they'll have straw hats (laughs) at the farm. I mean, Honoka has one when she's working in the field. I think Honoka brought that from home. That sounds like Honoka. But uh, when he asks her why she's trying to, like, pick out clothes if she's just going farming, she pictures a scene in which she and uh, Fuji P are, like, picking vegetables, and they both reach for the same thing, and they both, like, touch hands and start blushing. Yes, and then she leaps back, and a beet, like a giant beet shaped like a heart, so no, it's a radish, Yes. A giant radish shaped like a heart pops out at the same time. Yes, it's very good. I mean, cut to her, like, rolling on her floor, clutching a sweater in her arms. And her brother's like, I'm just just gonna leave. Like, Mom, there's something wrong with Nagisa. And then Meeple pops up, because of course he does, saying he has his doubts about Nagisa. I'm like, leave her alone, Meeple. Like, you don't go crazy every time you're around Meeple. Yeah. Like, you're one to talk. So the next scene we get was a little strange because we, I checked. It's a full 10 seconds of us just looking at a track with the sound of a train, like, approaching. I'm like, yeah. why was And then we get a short clip of Kyria looking at food. Yes. It's like a bunch of snacks. I don't know if that was provided by the train or he just brought... Some snacks with him. Also, this means that Honoka also invited Kiria, because I can't imagine Fuji P or his friend inviting Kiria. Well, Fuji- Kiria was good at soccer. 
Yes. And Fuji P is on the soccer team. I did not think about that. And is reasonably personable, it seems. Yes. I mean, he definitely does seem to, like, get along with some people. Yeah. Although in this episode, he seems kind of... Well, at first, he seems kind of like, I don't want to... Like, he doesn't really want to be here. I don't know why he agreed to come. Maybe it's so he can get in Honoka and Aisa's way, because he knows the... Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about that boy, not Kyria, oh. for a second there. No, I'm talking about Kyria. All right. Because Kyria is like... Eventually, we get to a scene where like he's with Honoka, and he's just not doing any work. So I'm like, why did you come if you're not going to do anything? But it could be that he's there to, like, get in the way, since the Jisuku Zone knows who Honoka and Nagisa are. Yeah, no, he's definitely just there to, like, scout. Yeah. Uh, what happens next? Uh, what happens next is uh, we meet the grandpa. Grandpa has one arm in a sling. Um, yes. And then they all split up into pairs to harvest food. Yes, and the thing is that Honoka is the one who... Uh, picks the pears. Also, the old Jude is kind of like one of those guys who are like, yeah, I might be hurt, but I gotta go do work. And everyone's like, you need to calm down, dude. Your ar- like, your arm's in a sling. What are you gonna be doing out there? Very rough exterior. Yes. So, Honoka splits everyone in pairs, so Himata goes off with his grandmother, uh, she goes off with Kiria, and she has Nagisa and Fuji P work together now i do want to say two things here yes one her dis- her ex- explanation for saying oh that boy and nagisa should go together because they're both athletes yes <laughs> you would want to split that kind of strength across both yeah i mean uh hmm. you're right i guess kimata and fuji and not fuji not fuji uh kiria too many boys are in this episode <laughs> Uh, there's three of them, so there's too many. Although, I guess if we're counting, Mipple, not Mipple, Meeple and the grandfather, that's five. It's an overabundance of boys. Too many boys. <laughs> uh, they also do sports, but it is weird that she says that. Yeah. And this is a big farm, like, there's just, like, fields of different vegetables. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say here is that I believe at this point Honoka is playing the long game. Yes. She is like very clearly like, I want to say she is over eager in her pushing of Nagisa towards that boy. Yes. (laughs) She does say that this is her chance while she's alone with that boy. So we do, the first uh, people we cut to out in this farm is... Nagisa and that boy, who are... These are radishes, right? These are daikon. Is it the what? Daikon, D-A-I-K-O-N. It's like, oh. it looks kind of like a carrot. Okay, I completely forgot that was a thing somehow. Ah. I was watching them pick it, I'm like, is that... I wrote down radishes? I don't know why, because they're not. We did see the radishes earlier. Yes. But I couldn't tell what vegetable they were, so I just said, I guess I'll just call them radishes. But you are right. These are daikons. Now that you said it, and like, like a switch flipped in my head, I'm like, yes. That is correct. That is the correct thing. Yes. Um, But also, Nagisa is too good at pulling daikon. Yes. I think it's not just because she's athletic, but since she's a pretty care. 
She's got yeah, that. but also like comparing to Fuji P, who plays a mostly leg based sport, lacrosse is pretty arm heavy as well. That is true. She probably does have better arm muscles than he does. If he could pick them up with his feet, he might do better. But I feel like that would be mm, even harder. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> so that boy just does like says some stuff like, "Oh, getting your hands dirty. That's that's different, but I like it." And then she blushes and goes all in and harvests all the daikon. Yes, she does. She's like, "He praised me. Oh my god." So she just starts, like, pulling them out of this field very fast. It's very mm-hmm. good. Um, meanwhile, Honeka and Kiria are harvesting cabbage. Yes. And uh, I wrote down what Honeka said. In case anyone's interested in learning more about cabbage. She starts, like, talking about the history of cabbage for some reason. Tell me more. Uh, cabbage originally came from the coastal region of Western and Southern Europe. It's part of the same group as broccoli, cauliflower, kale, and Brussels sprouts. Uh, huh. It start, it, at the start, it was like spinach that wouldn't grow round. I'm less clear about that last part. I wrote it down. But that sound, that's a little weird. I don't know anything. Does she mean like year round? Maybe. I don't know anything about cabbage. See, I was like, it started off. Like, spinach that wouldn't grow around? Like, did spinach become cabbage? I don't know enough about cabbage either. But gear round might make more sense than, like, round shape. As cabbage is round in shape. Yes, it's quite round. Yes. But, uh, Kiria, who's kind of just, like, standing there at the start, just listening to her and watching her pick these cabbages. Oh, yeah, he's standing there, and then suddenly he's laying on a pile of hay. Yes, <laughs> And Onika starts berating him, saying, You can't goof off like that. And then Kiryu's like, It's pointless. You won't be able to get them all in time. And Onika's like, No, it's important to try. And together, we can do this. And then Kiryu's like, I'm just gonna say, Humans are weak, aren't they? No human speaks like that. I, well, maybe. Uh, I think an edgy kid that looks like Kiria in middle school might talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> he says, you can't do anything unless you put all your effort together and work together. Which, like, okay. But, like, that's the point. Isn't it that humans are notorious for coming together and working together for things that we can't do by ourselves? Hmm. I mean... Yeah, that's sort of like the the bit of, like, any media that deals with humans and non-humans, where the humans are in, like, a lesser position, in quotes. Yes. They overcome their problems by working together and being adaptable and different or whatever. I guess that also works for Pretty Cure, because, like, Nagisa and Honoka work together, because Juzuhu's own just works by themselves. Like, even if Kiria and Poisony are both here... They don't really work together. They do this episode. So maybe Konika has a point that coming together and working together is what makes us strong. Mm-hmm. And Kira's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what do you, what do you mean, Honika? Honika's like, just do it and you'll find out. <laughs> and so he gets down and starts helping. And Honika's very adamant about making him help. Yes. 
so when grandma shows up and is like, hey, it's time to have lunch, Honika's like, grabs Kiria by the back of the collar and says, no, we'll keep working. Yep. <laughs> this does lead into a good scene. So we cut away from uh, Kiria and Honika working on the uh, cabbages to Fuji P, Nagisa, the grandmother, and the other guy, all, like, eating their lunch. And mm-hmm. uh, the looking off into the distance where uh, Kiria and Honoka are working, and Fuji P starts saying that Honoka doesn't do anything by half, and that's what makes her scary. And immediately, Nagisa comes to Honoka's defense. Yeah, let Nagisa talk about how cool she thinks her platonic friend is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's like, no, that's what's good about her, you know? And Fuji P yeah. is like, thank you. As her childhood friend, I was worried that no one would want to be around someone as struck as her. But he's happy that she has a friend who understands. I could keep going, but I think at this point I've sort of made my point. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a point that both of us have made. But then Nagisa starts blushing at what Fuji P says, like his smile, and she just takes off. Which is relatable, because when someone I think is cute, like, smiles at me, I also immediately just leave, because I don't know how to handle that. This is true. <laughs> so she runs off towards the farmhouse, and uh, Meeple and Mipple are just, like, in their fairy forms, just kind of, like, out on the porch. Like, I know everyone's out in the fields, but their grandfather's still around. Yeah, but he's inside, just sort of sitting on the middle of the floor. Yeah. Doing something. Yes. So, they have this device that we haven't seen before called the... I wrote down the name of this. What is it called? The Prism Love Checker. In stores now. I have no doubt that this became a toy. But I don't think it works. Uh, let me Google it. All right. Prism love checker. Uh, is showing me uh, the original name being the Prism True Love Detector. Oh, I guess that fits as well. Um, we hit the shopping button. Um, no, I'm just seeing books. Huh. Well. It was a missed opportunity. And then the Sailor Moon Prism Pink Sugar Heart Compact Retro Rare Bandai No Box. <laughs> okay. For those of you wondering, what does this Prism Heart Prism Love Checker do? Well. If you both press a button, it measures it in lights, and if it fills all the way up, then you're really in love. Yes. Now, when I saw this, and of course, Meeple and Mipple are in love obviously. That wasn't clear mm-hmm. to you the last 16 episodes, how much these two love each other. Then you're not- Now we have mathematical proof. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Meeple even says that they use this in the field of light to confirm their love for each other. So I guess it's just used by couples to be like, look, we truly are in love. Which means there are probably people in the field of light who use this and suddenly it doesn't all light up and you're having problems. Because it's checking your love and your love's not there. I think it might be a tool used for group therapy. <laughs> so I figured once this showed up that Nagisa was going to try and use this with Fuji P. And she does. She immediately jumps to saying that she wants to borrow it. And Meeple's like, oh, do you want to use it to see if that boy's in love with you? And she's like, no, no, 
Fuji P's Honoka's childhood friend. So I just want to make sure that he likes me. Yeah. You know. And Meeple's like, Meeple says that she doesn't know that she's in love. But I don't think that's the truth. It seems very clear that she at least knows that she really likes him. It's like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, I think he's saying that because she's putting on the airs of not being like, no, it's not love. No. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. So that happens. But I was, I thought maybe, uh, maybe this is just the shipper in me. But I was like, maybe there'll be a scene later on where both she and Honoka touch it and it lights up for them. See, I was thinking it was either going to do that or it would end up with Honoka and her and Kiria press it or like literally anyone else press it. Yes, but that's not what happens. Uh, because as she approaches Fuji P, she uh, can't find the words to say to him. Or any words to say to him. So she just kind of runs off. She translates backward in her existence and <laughs> slides across the earth. Yes. Backwards. <laughs> And she ends up back at the farmhouse where the two old, where the old couple is. Yes. Uh, and the, uh, old man's just sitting there and the old lady's like, I'm getting a coat for my husband so that he will be warm because, you know, he's in there. And this mm -hmm. kind of inspires, uh, Nagisa to check their love. Yeah. So she comes up to them. She's like, why don't you, uh, check this? Like, not really explaining exactly, like, what it is. Because, you know, it's yeah. it's fairy technology, so... It's a teen's toy. Yes. Now, when I first uh, watched this scene, I somehow missed that, uh, the one of, like, both sides lit up. Because at first I thought only one side lit up, and I'm like, oh god. Oh no. This old man doesn't love his wife. Oh no. But that's not what happens. No, it, they both light up to maximum, just like with Meeple and Mipple. Yes, this couple, this old couple, are very much in love. Yes, and because of the old man's such rough exterior, Nagisa decides this means the machine is broken. Yes. Also, I will point out that we are 12 minutes into this episode, and no poisony, and no Zakena. And barely any Kiria doing anything menacing. Yes. All he did was typical middle-aged... Middle-aged? <laughs> yeah, middle-aged. <laughs> uh, yep, Kiria is actually in his 30s. Actually... Just like Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> <laughs> Nagisa goes back to Mipple and Meeple, who are in the phone, uh, in the phones now. She's like, it's broken, and they're like, no, it works. But then we get cut away from that to Monica and Kiria. And this time, Kiria is actually doing work. Yep. He starts wheeling a wheelbarrow full of boxes of cabbage and also a knife. Yes. And it falls over and he gets cut. Yes. On, like, the finger. Yeah. It's a small cut. We don't see any blood. Yeah. So Honoka immediately comes over to him and uh, goes to help him wash his cut. And she starts saying, you know, even if it's a small cut, bacteria can get into it and cause it to be infected. And Kiria's really confused. Because he's like, why would you help someone else with their cut? And Honoka's like, uh, what did she say? I wrote this down. Ah, she can't ignore someone who's hurt. And he asks if everyone's like that. And she says, yeah. I don't know, Honoka, if everyone's like that. But I want to believe. I think most people, if they saw someone get cut, would try to help them. Yeah. 
Unless someone else was, like, already helping them. That's true. People are... Most people are good and would help others. And Kyria, like, she puts the bandit on the wound, and Kyria is kind of looking down at it. And then we cut away, because it's time to leave. It's evening, the sun's starting to set. Yep. And apparently they managed to get all the vegetables from the field. Yeah. It's been, like, six hours. Yeah. And... Uh, everyone's there except for Kyria. Yep, because Kyria is back on that, like, I don't know if it's the same pile of hay. I'm going to assume it is, because we have not seen a second pile of hay. He's kind of sitting there looking down at uh, his band-aid and thinking about what Honoka said about, like, humans and how they're stronger together. Yeah. And then Poisony shows up. Mm-hmm. She's like, There she is. You're being weird. If you had a mind to do it, they'd be dead. Does this mean Kyria is stronger than Poisony? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, she does the thing where she's, like, insinuating that he's weak or has fallen into their favor instead of them into his. Yes. Etc, etc. And then she summons a Zakena. Yeah, she teleports to a tree somewhere else just to snap her fingers where no one can see her. Yes. And then that tree splits in half. And... Yes. Something comes through the, uh... A worm comes up out of the ground, a giant worm. It's uh, specifically an earthworm. Yes. It's got, like, the weird neck thing. And this is, like, the third... It's when I watched this episode, I was like, this is the third time a giant bug has, like, come up in what I'm doing. What's with giant bugs? Look, it happens. <laughs> I guess... Um, oh, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, I guess. You can go ahead. Ah. Um... So the big earthworm just, like, runs through the house and is attacking the Gramps's. Yes. Grandpa, grab with his one hand, grabs a pair of chopsticks? I think those were knitting needles, but they might be chopsticks. <laughs> they are some sort of twin thing and holds it in his one hand and points it trying to protect grandma from the big worm yes and then that boy and the other boy show up to distract it yes they throw some blocks at the worm and then the worm starts chasing them and they're like ah yeah. shit <laughs> and at no point does anyone suggest that they take the farm and move it somewhere else yes so nagas and honoka take this opportunity to transform but they transform right in front of that hole that's in the house where the grandparents are. Oh, see, I thought they were, like, I saw them, like, through a door. I thought they were on the other side of a door somewhere else. Oh, I thought that was uh, the hole that the worm came through. Wait. Because I was like, did they just transform in front of the hole where the grandparents can see them? <laughs> oh, the cat's going to talk to me. Yes? You got some opinions? The cat thinks my Spongebob joke was very funny. <laughs> It was. Don't you think so, princess? Oh, okay. He's laying back down. Uh, this episode is also co-hosted by Princess. A cat. A cat. Um, you were going to say? Yeah, so they transform potentially in front of a door, potentially in front of a hole in the wall. I want to be clear here, it was an open doorway regardless. That is true. <laughs> I was like, guys, maybe pick a different place to transform. You already have the evil people knowing who you are. You don't need this random old couple. Although I, sup 
in their defense, the old couple might have been too distracted by the fact that they just got attacked by a giant worm. Yeah, big worm. Yes. Oh, worm? <laughs> worm? Uh, so yeah, then they do like some running fight stuff where the worm is chasing the boys and then they fight the worm. Yes. And as they run around, Honoka gets caught by a Zakena centipede. Yes. And they and gets pulled into a cave. And Kiria, for the first time, so far since his appearance, actually does something. He materializes a boulder, or like a big rock, to block the entrance of the door into the cave so that Nagisa can't come through and help Honoka. Yeah. Because they can't do the big attack without each other. Finally, someone's caught on. So once Honoka is in this cave... With the two giant bugs, the worm and the centipede, Poison is like, give me the prism stones. Nagisa's like, not Nagisa, Honoka's like, no. Never. I will never do that. So the centipede kind of like comes up to her and like wraps her in its like body and starts crushing her. And Poison again's like, give me the prism stones. And never. Honoka's like, no, you can, like, crush me. I'm not going to do that. And Nagisa, meanwhile, was outside of the cave, kind of, like, kicking the uh, rock, trying to get in. It's not going so- Digging through the boulder with her fist. <laughs> yes. So, Poison is about to kill Honoka. And Kiria kind of thinks back to what she said before. And he kind of just, he was thinking about what Honoka said. And he's like, I'm gonna, I don't know if you're, like- manifested the rock or like if it was like i thought it was more like a magical barrier type thing okay i guess because like on the inside it's like a shadow wall that's true yeah okay and um and the meepos do mention like hey it's no use it's it's not just rock there's something stronger here yes so kiria lets it go and nice that's a different magical girl movie (laughs) <laughs> Frozen 2 is out right now. That's a very timely joke. Yeah, it'll be real. It'll still be timely in about a week or two. Yes. But if you're listening to this, use in the future. It'll still be timely because, of course, Disney Plus will still be there. We'll all probably be owned by Disney. It's fine. <laughs> Pretty Cure will be on Disney Plus <laughs> no. in two years. I guarantee it. I can see that happening. I feel like uh, Toei and Disney, I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, doesn't Disney technically have distribution rights in the West for Ghibli films? Yes. I wonder who... There's, there's precedent. Yes. Yeah. But we have this really cool looking scene where after the wall dissolves, uh, Honoka, not Hon- why do we keep messing them up? Oh, two different people. Nagisa is standing in the yeah. doorway. And like... Yeah, she strikes a pose and says, your hero is here. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. And then Honoka comes over next to her and is like, don't you mean heroin? Don't you mean heroin? <laughs> yeah. It's very good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they both work. Yeah. Then it's big move time. We get that pretty cure marble screw because there's no need to heal bugs. Although they aren't he, killed. 
Yeah, we find out later that the bugs are still there. Yes. So it's sort of like a, hmm, when do we want to use this move ever again, huh? Yeah. I mean, they did use it a couple episodes ago. They used it when they went to the island with the uh, armors. I was very surprised about that because I was like, they're using the healing move on armors that aren't alive. Are they like healing the ghosts? possess them that was neat like a neat use of it but like i want them to use that move more yes they've already animated it yeah well who knows what will happen maybe they'll use it soon we still got like more than half a season left yeah yes anyways yeah the big laser the bugs and they win yes uh and we see that the bugs are still alive because the worm kind of uh moves like by their feet, and Honoka picks it up and is like, isn't this cool? And Arisa's like... No, she specifically says, isn't this cute? Look at this cute worm. Yes. <laughs> and Arisa's like, oh, I'm just gonna go. Which is... I do not like a worm, please. Which is interesting, because usually the uh, more tomboyish of the pair is usually, like, cool with bugs and stuff. But I guess Honoka has... uh is just a bit weird. Like, she has some weird hobbies. I'm trying to think of what, but... Because I feel like this is very true to her character. And I was going to bring up uh, something, but I can't think of what I was going to say. The worst. It's the worst when that happens. Yes, but Nagisa gets out of there. And we return back to the old couple. And they ask if they're okay. You know, if the old guy's okay. He's like, I'm okay. Because my wife is okay, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, of course I'm okay. You protected me. And it's a very sweet moment. And Meeple's like, see? No, it's not Meeple. Uh, Honoka says you can't judge based on appearance how people get along. And Meeple's like, yeah, the checker was white, of course. And then Honoka says to Nagisa, because, you know, she looks over at the boy. It's like, you gotta take the first step. You know, you gotta, like, go and talk to him. Which is really... Yeah. Like, I get... Do anything. <laughs> I get Nagisa because usually when I like someone, I just have problems telling them and then talking to them. Yes. Sometimes it takes up to a year. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Could mean anything. Could mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Nagisa does approach FujiP, but then when she sees, like, when she looks at his face, she's like, good job. That's all she says. Yeah, she's still too embarrassed to do the thing. Yep. I mean, I guess that is a first step. She actually talked to him. She said words and didn't fly backwards without animating. Yes. But Honoka's, they have a difficult road ahead. Honoka's some mm-hmm. slack, Honoka. Well, Honoka's not just talking about this. She's also got to get prepared for the rebound. <laughs> Nagisa has a heart broken. She'll be there. Speaking of relationships, because first the episode is over. That is how it ends. The preview for next week's episode, we got another heart-throbbing episode, because that's also in the title. Uh, yeah. Some girl, whose name I did not write down, is gonna confess to Kyria? Yeah. Which is in, which I guess makes sense, because Kyria, when he showed up, did was kind of like this. Boy, what's the word I'm looking for? He was, like, very good um, at- I believe the word you're looking for is Madonna. <laughs> yes, he's the male Madonna of the school. Because he's very good at sports, 
and he's very smart, so who can blame someone for crushing on him? They don't know that he's evil. Or maybe they do, and they're just into it. Who knows? Do you know what else happens next episode? Uh, no. Tests. Yes. Ah, yes, because it is the midterm. So tune in next week, or next two weeks, next episode. Tune in next episode for a test or two. Yes, a test of love and a test of brains. But that is it. We are done with the episode. It was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty curious. Rather consistent on giving good episodes. I don't know if there's been an episode where I didn't like it. I feel like there was one that we were pretty down on. But I do not remember what it was. Neither do I. I mean, it's out of 17 episodes, I think we've done pretty... Not we. The show has done pretty well. I guess we've done pretty well, too. Yeah, we've done well out of these 18 episodes. Yes, yes, 18. We can't forget our magical boy, Ben 10. Yes. And don't you worry if you're waiting for episode two, because that will come out eventually. Pretty soon. Yes. So, we're done with the episode. Do you have any NA book reports? I do not. I'm still... I've got shows I need to finish. And I just haven't, because watching anime means I can't multitask, and I like to multitask constantly. That's true. So, and I don't have anything, because I already talked about uh, Demon Slayer last episode, and I don't want to talk about more anime now. I could, but I won't. If you want to hear my anime opinions, you can find me in Magical Underscore Pride on Twitter. Or, if you just want to send your opinions about Pretty Cure, or just anything, it would be weird if you just send random stuff to the account, but I can't physically stop you. You can find us on Twitter at PrePodEngage. Yes. And you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, where I have mostly just been retweeting stuff lately, including tweets from Quotes at the Table, which just randomly takes quotes from Friends at the Table. And sometimes you get some good stuff, like, um, let's see. What if this leather duster jacket was, like, an ephemeral idea? Hmm. That is interesting. Or, let's see, that's another good one. I think it's clock time, y'all. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing lately is retweeting. Okay. I also do Kids and Their Dog. That's a podcast where me and my friend Lava watch Scooby-Doo movies, specifically, and talk about them. And you can find another podcast we do with our friend Crash at... Hey, let's talk, Cass, where we talk about things. I am going to say now it's coming back in the new year. There's no way it's coming back before the end of the year. Yes. And with the new year, you will hear new things. Yes. Who knows? And also some old things. Yes. That will be the first time you hear them. Yes. (laughs) So look forward to that. But until next time. We need your help, Meepo. I don't have a fun joke answer. Well, to follow that up. <laughs> Cassidy, do you think if we used the uh, prison well checker, it would all light up? Yeah, for sure. Excellent. For sure, for sure. For sure. That's the episode. I'm cutting it there. Thank you.